Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special podcast series on compliance lessons from Venice. I put together a short podcast series on the compliance lessons that can be learned from this most stunning city on the globe. In the concluding episode in this special podcast series on compliance lessons from Venice, how straight from the lion's mouth informs your hotline. The symbol of Venice is the Lion of St. Mark. The use of this symbol has led to the maxim straight from the lion's mouth. This adage came because the Republic on Venice had its own hotline reporting system where citizens could report misconduct. A citizen could write down his concern on paper and literally put this message into the mouths of statues of lion's heads placed around the city. The system was originally set up to be anonymous, but later changed to require that a citizen had to write down his name when submitting a message. I thought about this early form of anonymous reporting and then hotline reporting and how it used portended the hotline system used today to help companies identify compliance issues which might arise under the FCPA or other anti-compliance laws. Obviously, the DOJ and SEC recognize the importance of an internal reporting system, such as a hotline. The 2012 FCPA guidance states, an effective compliance program should include a mechanism for an organization's employees or others to report suspected or actual misconduct or violations of the company's policies on a confidential basis and without fear of retaliation. Companies may employ, for example, anonymous hotlines or even ombudsmans. I've often heard the CCOs speak about how they were not only able to hear about, but address an employee's concerns through confidential reporting, where it is clear there will be no toleration for retaliation. So what are some of the best practices involving hotlines? Well, number one, hotlines should be developed and maintained externally. It seems so axiomatic that employees tend to trust hotlines maintained by third parties more than they do their internally maintained systems. Through the submitting of reports via an external hotline, there is a perceived extra layer of anonymity and impartiality compared to a system developed in-house. A third-party provider is also likely to bring specialist expertise that's difficult to match within an organization. Number two, hotline supports the collection of detailed information. As with most everything else, information is power. If a CCO can gather and record information throughout a complaint's life cycle, the company will have greater insight into the situation and a company can protect itself more effectively from accusations of negligence or wrongdoing. A hotline reporting system should provide consolidated real-time access to data across departments, locations, plus analytic capabilities that allow you to uncover trends and hotspots. All reported materials should be consolidated into one comprehensive, chronologically organized file so a CCO can monitor ongoing process and make better, more informed decisions. Number three, a hotline must meet your company's data retention policies. Under GDPR and other privacy policies, retaining data in a matter consistent is absolutely mandatory. Hotline should offer secure, accessible report retention database, or you may be faced with making your own complicated and costly arrangements for transmitting and storing older reports to permanent storage locations. Number four, hotline should be designated or rather designed to inspire employee confidence. Retaliation or perceived unfairness to those making hotline complaints will destroy the effectiveness of internal reporting and poison the company's culture. A hotline must seem to off seen be seen to offer the highest levels of protection and anonymity.
To encourage employee participation, the hotline should allow them to bring their concerns directly to someone outside the immediate chain of command or workplace environment, especially when the complaint concerns an immediate supervisor or superior. The hotline should also enable employees to submit a report from the privacy of an off-site computer or terminal or telephone. It may seem like a small convenience, but giving employees the freedom to enter a complaint from a location that is safe can make a huge difference to participation rates. Number five, the hotline offers on-demand support from subject matter experts. Opening lines of communications can bring new issues to your compliance group. It is therefore important that once those reports are entered into the system, a person or function has the responsibility to follow up in a timely manner. One of the biggest mistakes you can make is to sit on hotline complaint and let the employee reporting it fester. Additionally, with a short time frame set out in the Dodd-Frank whistleblower hotline section for resolution before an employee can obtain a benefit is going to be critical. Six, the hotline provides inbuilt litigation support and avoidance tools. A company must make certain that the hotline is pre-configured to meet the legal requirements for document retention, attorney work product protections, and attorney-client privilege. Developing these tools in-house can significantly add to your costs, and maintaining a hotline without one exposes your organization to an unacceptable level of risk. Seven, the hotline supports direct communications. A hotline should open the lines of communication and give you a direct sightline into the heart of your company. Look for a system that enables you to connect directly, privately, and anonymously with the persons filing a complaint. Direct communications also signals to employees that their complaints are being heard at the highest level. So what are some additional tips that you need to be aware of or need to implement? Some of the other things you must do are you must get the word out and publicize your hotline. You must train all of your employees on how to do it. You must make clear that there will be no retaliation for those who utilize the hotline. And three, you should be sure and look at the data that it provides and indeed the data that's not there that you should consider. As my series on compliance lessons from Venice draws to an end, I'm reminded how much the Western world has to thank For the Republic of Venice. From the forms of Republican democracy that our U.S. founding fathers drew from to helping to establish a worldwide trade and banking system, which still reverberates today. But if you look closer, Venice has many good government techniques, which also still inform the modern world and your best practices compliance program. Straight from the lion's mouth to your company's compliance program is just one of them. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you enjoyed this short podcast on compliance lessons from the city of Venice. I hope you'll join me again for another podcast this week. If you are interested in the Wirecard saga, I'm pleased to announce that I have rolled out a special standalone podcast entitled just that, the Wirecard Saga, where I'm joined weekly by Mikhail Ryder Gordon as we take a deep dive into the facts and circumstances surrounding Wirecard, some of the bigger issues, uh, including uh, money laundering, binary options, intelligence agencies, and a wide variety of other topics. It has its own channel now on the Compliance Podcast Network, and shortly will have its own iTunes channel. So go to the Compliance Podcast Network and subscribe to it so you can get uh, the episodes on a regular basis. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for another episode on Compliance Lessons from the Great City of Venice.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.